right, Blazer fans, welcome to episode number six of the Blazer Victory Podcast. This is your co-host, John Duncan, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Steve Irvine. Steve, we got the W down in Mobile, buddy, and it was good to see UAB just play so well on all three phases of the ball. Yeah, how fun was that night? I mean, I yes. tell you, it was, uh, I mean, there, there were so many things, like you say, it was all phases and just so many great things happened. You know, so, so many guys had, had, had big nights. So many, you know, some that you had heard of some of them, you know, for, had their first time having really getting a lot of, a lot of action and a lot of positive action and just, uh, just, yeah, just a, uh, you know, really, really good night. Yes. The UAB pulls out the victory 42 to 10 over South Alabama down there in Mobile in Hancock Whitney Stadium. Steve, what was your uh, impression of the new stadium down there? Oh my goodness, it was beautiful. I mean, it was it was what uh it was perfect for what they need. It was um you know, there there was no there was nothing about it that I went, nah, I don't really like this." You know, I mean, nothing. I mean, I think it's a great setup. It's uh right there by their pavilion. The pavilion is right outside of um of the press box really and then and their practice field on the other side of that and I mean, everything was everything was first class. You know, it's not a huge. I mean, it's a smaller stadium, obviously seats twenty five thousand, but it's yeah. perfectly what they need, and uh, just just a, a beautiful place. And and um, you know, really, really did a good job of um, of knowing what they needed and and planning it and then executing it. I mean, I just I like to say, there's nothing. There was no negatives I, I, I found in that in that stadium. Good and good for them in that program, and it just makes us even more eager, Steve, to get in protective uh, stadium next year. Right? Yeah, I was thinking that all night. But it's going to be nice next year when we're we're in this, you know, a little bit of bigger version. I, you know, I expect honestly, I expect protective to look pretty similar, be yeah. bigger, you know, other than the size and not having a, you know the the a building in the in the in the end zone. Uh, but there's a you know there's a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of similarities, and it's going to be uh, really. Really nice to be sitting in a brand new stadium. Yes, for sure. And, and you know, for UAB, too, with Protective, having just that uptown district right next to it, you know, downtown, it's going to be beautiful. And, I, I'm, you know, it's not going to be on campus, but it's, it's going to be beautiful. And I know Blazer fans can't wait to get in there uh, next year for the 2021 season. But let's go ahead and just kind of talk about what happened last night um, down there in Mobile. Um, Blazers – Scored really early in the game with a Spencer Brown 15-yard touchdown run going up 7 to nothing, And then very quickly on the next drive, scored again with Spencer Brown on a one-yard touchdown run going up 14 to nothing. Uh, South Alabama scored uh, in the second to start the second quarter uh, with a 38-yard pass from Lovertich to Tolbert, um, making it 14 to 7. And then got an onside kick, which we'll talk about later, and got a field goal to make it 14 to 10. But after that, it was all Blazers. Uh, Spencer Brown scores on the 20 yard touchdown run, making it 21 to 10. Lucero to uh, Shropshire on the RPO pass on a six yard touchdown pass, making it 28 to 10. And in the fourth quarter, Watkins mossed all over the South Alabama um, defender with a 15-yard touchdown reception from Bryson Lucero, making it 35-10. to And, of course, Dwayne McBride, the freshman running back from Florida, scored a six-yard run, ending the scoring 42-10 to late in the fourth quarter. 
Um, Steve, let's start up um, with Spencer Brown. Congratulations to him on setting the program record for rushing touchdowns with 36, getting three last night, um, and having 20 carries for 105 yards. Really just kudos to him, but kudos to the offensive line and just making those holes for not only him, but for you know McBride and for um, Brown Jr. and Stanley, just all around. Um, congratulations to Spencer Brown, but definitely um, offensive line looked really good last night. Oh, I thought yeah, absolutely. And you know, Will Riker got the start at center, and and yes. uh, you know, I think I think that was his first start this year. And but you know, Andrew Smith played a lot, and you know, I think those guys really did a good job all night, not just in in, in run blocking, but really did a nice job of making sure that that Bryson Lucero stayed stayed uh, healthy in the pocket and stayed had yes. plenty of time to throw. I mean, he stood back there forever in, in, in when he was throwing and and uh, really made some. You know, gave some nice creases for uh, for Spencer Brown, and you know Spencer is just Spencer, particularly in the first half last night, was is he, to me he looked as good as he ever has, and he's been looking yes. pretty good. You know, the, his first three years, and just it was so so fun to watch him run last night. I mean, just had a burst, ran through tackles, seemed to be having fun. Yeah, you know, and the, the thing that I love about Spencer too is the the kid has no ego. The he just he just. Uh, you know Trey Raglan, our sideline guy, uh, when he broke the record, was just was walking by him. I think maybe right before halftime, or maybe even going to halftime, and uh, just kind of mentioned to him like, uh, you know, hey, congratulations, you know, you broke the record. And Spencer goes, I did what? What? He goes, he goes you broke the record. And he goes, oh, okay. He said, what record? He had no clue. Wow. And, you know, so so you know that's the kind of kid he is. I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't, you know, I mean, sure, he's proud of it. And, and sure, I'm sure, it, you know, it, it made him happy to hear it. But he's not, you know, he's not the guy that, you know, gets caught up on that kind of stuff. And I think that just speaks for him. I mean, you know, it, it, you know, it's been a lot's been said about it. And, you know, the, and it's, you know, maybe some people think it's a little, little, little corny, but him buying the, you know, buying the cookies for his, for his offensive line every time he rushes for 100 yards. Well, you don't do that if you're not a good kid. You know, exactly. and nobody, nobody told him to do that. Nobody said, Hey, this would be a good idea. If you do that, that's just the kind of guy he is, you know? And I think that's the best thing about what Spencer has meant to this program. I mean, he just, um, and Hey, you look at when, when, uh, Dwayne McBride scored the Ooh. first two, first two yeah. players to him were Spencer Brown and yes. Jermaine Brown, you know, I noticed that. Yes. Yeah. And so that just shows what, you know, what, um, what those guys are about, you know, and that's, that's the neat part of it. I mean, that, and just watching, Black Cat, man, he was man. so good that first half last night. I mean, he was, you know, and he's running through now. He's running through Riley Cole, who's, you know, 6'5", 235, and yeah. probably be in an NFL camp next year, and he's flat running through him. I mean, yes. and, you know, and, and, and Cole's not off balance or anything. Cole's bringing it, and he's just running through him. So he when when he's healthy and where he's at right now, he's – He's pretty darn good. I tweeted it last night. I, I believe it. I just didn't say it. I, I believe it that right now he's the best running back in, in Conference USA. And that's not to slide anybody else. Sincere McCormick, U, uh, UTSA is tremendous. Yes. Uh, Br- uh, Brendan Knox of Marshall. Marshall, tre- yeah. Tremendous. You know, they're, they're, you know, but right now I don't think anybody's better than, than Spencer Brown. I agree with you, Steve. I definitely agree with you on Spencer being the best in the league. 
Um, but I'll tell you what, who uh, definitely appreciated uh, Spencer Brown getting that run game going in the offensive line was Bryson Lucero making his first career start um, at UAB going 18 of 28 for 319 yards and two touchdowns. Steve Lucero, he just looked so comfortable in the pocket. And, you know, as you mentioned earlier, the offensive line did a great job protecting him. I believe they only hit him a couple times. I know they sacked him once and he had that one fumble. But really, the majority of the night, they they didn't touch him. They, You know, he had a clean pocket, had all day to throw. Um, and he, you know, definitely um, will hit on Austin Watkins, too. But just um, Lucero... Man, I'm just so excited for that to be his first start. Man, he looked good. He did, and, and you know he was he was so calm. It, it was uh, somebody told me that they they were downstairs before before the game, and you know everybody's kind of getting ready, and you know coaches aren't quite talking to me as some guys are doing it. And he, they said Lucero was just standing outside the uh, the locker room, just kind of tossing the football in the air by himself, just kind of tossing the football there. So he looked like he was just, you know, out in his backyard, just, you know, like it was just another day. Wow. And then and then I watched him through the binoculars uh, before kickoff when they first came out. And he looked calm as could be. I mean, you would have never guessed first. You would just never guess that it was his first start. And I and I, I, I you got I think I you got to give props to Bryant Vincent and, yes. and, and Bill Clark, too, because they they talked about this during the week to, to get him going right away. They let they, you know, they decided that. They were going to let him throw the ball deep early, like within the first few plays, depending on what the what the, if they came out in certain. Coach Clark talked about it in, in, on the radio with us afterwards that they were looking for a certain coverage. If they saw it, they were going to let him throw deep. And I thought I thought that was and they did it. You know, first play they came out in that coverage and they threw deep. And I thought that was a great job of um, of getting a guy get letting a guy get comfortable. You know, instead of instead of just saying, hey, we're gonna we're going to stick with Spencer Brown in the running game right now. And, you know, to, just to ease you into it. Well, that, you know, that doesn't really grow confidence. Right. Co- confidence is saying, Hey, you're our guy. We're going to let you make this play. Yes. And, um, and, and, you know, and they wouldn't say it if they didn't think he could do it, but I just thought that was a great job of coaching uh, by those guys to, uh, you know, to do that early and, and let, let him see early that he's, he's here and he's, you know, he, he's here for a reason. You know, and, yes. and I thought that was great, you know, and, and just watching him play, he had so much comfort, you know, he had the one long, uh, long ball on the sideline to Austin Watkins on third and 10, where the edge rusher came off hard and he just kind of slid up in the pocket, you know, just uh, very kind of subtly slid up in the pocket to get away from that, you know, and that didn't panic. Right. You know, Cause I thought, I thought Chance Levertich, who was an older guy, I thought he panicked a few times, but Bryson just kind of slid up in the, you know, took a, you know, a little step in the pocket and, and, uh, up in the pocket and, and, and hit the pass. So a lot of good things happened for him. And, and you're right. It, it starts with him, with them giving him time and golly, he had time. <laughs> yeah. And, and really he only got hit a couple of times on blitzes and, you know, where they yeah. just didn't, just didn't have enough guys to pick it up or they didn't, you know, maybe a little mistake here, but, uh, you know, mo- there was just, I think twice, you know, that he really got hit. Um, and there were blitzes and the fumble was on a blitz. So yeah, overall they did a tremendous job. They did. And it's just, it's crazy to just think that, um, he's a freshman, like just watching him, he looked poised in the pocket, very confident. And especially, you know, as you mentioned on that long ball to Watkins on that third and long, 
he had a lot of well not a lot but he had a few third and longs and he he just yeah. you know made the play yeah um, i mean they were what was it eight for i mean they were great on third down you know i don't i don't know how many were third and long but a lot of them were you know i think yeah. it was, what was it eight for ended up being a 10 of 16 10, 10 of 16 i mean that, yeah that's, that's, that's good yes you'll win a lot of games with that now Yes. And, you know, the other thing about him being so calm, I mean, so just poised and, and veteran-like is, I mean, this he isn't a guy who played a lot of high school football either. You know, no. I mean, and now he did play in practice every day against the best players in the country, right. uh, you know, at, at IMG. But, you know, he started one game his senior year. For, they, at, at IMG, they have like a national team and a varsity team is what they call it. Okay. And, and the varsity team plays um, – it's basically a JV team, you know, and they play some smaller schools, I think, in Florida. And the national team obviously plays the uh, you know, big schedule. He started one game, his last game of his senior year, he started for the national team. And I think he started maybe, you know, in his younger years, uh, started, you know, maybe a couple, three or four games or whatever it was for the, for the varsity team, uh, just to kind of give him some time, I think. So this isn't a guy who was, you know, a four-year high school starter and was had all these, you know, accomplishments i mean he just was at a place that was full of talent behind great players and uh you know i, I like i say he, i'm sure he learned every day in practice because he's playing against the best but he didn't have that much game he doesn't have that much game experience and and for him to do this with that it's just it's an amazing story right i mean it, it really is um with lucero um now was lucero perfect no i mean there were a couple times I felt, Steve, that he did take some unnecessary hits. You know, you've got to get rid of the ball quicker and not take that hit out of bounds. But yeah. for, I mean, but you really couldn't ask for more. I mean, the guy, if, if you were to ask to give a grade, I'd give an A because I thought that he just, you know, wasn't perfect, but um, to get that A plus. But I mean, the guy just, wow, I'm, I'm just amazed. And almost, Steve, it makes you kind of wonder, like, could he have played, you know, maybe over Tyler more, even going back to last year? Um, or, you know, uh, he got a couple um, reps uh, in the Miami game and in the Central Arkansas game. But, wow, Lucero just looked phenomenal. And, I mean, I just can't wait to see. You know, he's only a freshman, so I just can't wait to see how he even improves even more um, this year and in the coming years with uh, UAB. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think it's it's going to be fun to watch him. You know, I, I I do you know kind of backing up to the Tyler question or uh, comment there. I mean, I think I think this is still you know Tyler Johnson's been so much to this program and this team. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I think um, you know I think if if Bryson would have truly beat him out in 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 fall camp, uh, you know, then he would have been starting. But I think it was still you know Tyler was still your starter. Um, you know, unless something happened and something did happen and, um, you know, right. and, and it was great to see Tyler on the sideline last night. I mean, he was, uh, you know, I, I looked down a lot of times and he was talking to Bryson when he came off the field, he was, he was cheering guys on, you know, I watched him in the, in the warmups a lot. And he was, he was ta- not only talking to Tyson or Bryson a lot, he was also talking to Jalen Parker and you know Dylan Hopkins and, you know, Coach Clark had said when they announced it, or or, or in his press conference, I think, last week, that, you know, he told him, you're going to have to be a coach for however long, you know, however long you're out. And and I think he not only accepted that role, but I think he was excelled in it last night. So he had a big, I think he had a big, played a big role last night, too. Yes. Um, Well, um, 
sticking with the offense, how about Austin Watkins going off for a career night? Seven catches, Steve, for 183 yards and a touchdown. And that touchdown was on SportsCenter, my friend. Whoa, he mossed over oh, that yeah. South Alabama defender. <laughs> yeah, and that, you know, that, that's that got to be such a good feeling as, as a quarterback to know that you can get the ball out there and uh, and he's just going to go up and make a play. You know what I mean? All, all you have to do, you don't have to put it, even though it was a pretty ball, you don't have to be perfect with it. You just go up and you let him make a play. And, I mean, he's a, he's a man among boys out there. I mean, and, and I think – I don't know that it was ever spoken, you know, but but I think he probably took the challenge of, of, um, hey, I'm going to show him I'm the best receiver on this field, you know, because a lot of talk before the game was about those South Alabama receivers who are very good. I mean, there's no doubt, you know, uh, but you know, I think he was in his mind, he probably went like, I'm going to show him who the best receiver out here is, and there was no doubt who the best receiver out there was. And I love the fact that it was on national TV and on yes. Sports Center, you know, like catches on Sports Center. You know, Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl tweeted out during the middle of the game, you know, how, how good he was and how impressed he was and yada, yada. And, and um, so a lot of people nationally saw it. And I, and it also comes back to the, um, you know, with, with him and Myron Mitchell, you, you know, you, you can try to take one away, but you can't take both away. I right. Mean, you know, Myron Mitchell has a big game against Miami. Austin comes back with a big game against South Alabama, South Alabama this week. If UTSA tries to take Austin away, then it'll be, you know, Myers. So you can't take both of them away. Um, right. Just can't. And, and um, so, you know, it, it was, it was Austin's turn last night and man, and, and, you know, you go back and watch that most probably he had seven catches, probably five of the seven were beautiful catches. Yes. You know, not easy balls. You know, he had one slant that, you know, that he made uh they're really, I mean, he just made a catch on a, on a slant. And, but uh, I mean, he was going, I'm getting balls. He was adjusting, you know, the adjustment he made on the, on the, uh, on the opening deep ball was, yes, was tremendous. Uh, he made another one where he's uh, a little crossing pattern. I think on third down in the fourth quarter, maybe that, he had to uh, reach behind him and make a, you know, make, he made it look easy, but it wasn't easy. Right. I mean, he made it look like it was just a routine catch, but you know, a lot of guys don't make that catch. So it was, it was fun to watch. It's, it's always been fun to watch him, but it was fun to watch him last night for sure. Yes. And, you know, also don't forget about the tight ends too. I think Prince and Pittman both had a, uh, had a catch each. Um, and, you know, as I mentioned earlier, Shropshire got that touchdown uh, pass on the RPO read uh, pass from um, Luce, uh, Lucero. But it's just really good to see Watkins have himself a night. But as you mentioned, you know, there's other weapons, too, that if if UTSA or whoever, you know, the rest of the season, if they choose to double Watkins, I mean, you've got Mitchell, you've got both tight ends, Prince and Pittman. Um, you've got Ryan Davis and others who um, – can be just as lethal too. Um, and, you know, we talked a little bit before we recorded um, that, you know, you felt that one of uh, Lucero's best throws of the night was to uh, Rob Johnson, um, who we'll get into later, unfortunately, but uh, he just mistimed the catch, um, but it was a beautiful throw by Lucero. So really it could have been even more of a day for Lucero, but uh, actually, you know what, why don't we go ahead and move into the, hey, let's go ahead and talk about the Rob Johnson thing. What was he thinking to just – you've got to play smarter than that. You can't throw punches, number one, on national TV and at a key point in the game. Like, and, and, and when you're throwing punches, like, 
the other guy's got a football helmet on anyway, so you're not even going to hurt him by throwing the punch. I mean, I, I just I don't understand it. Now, you know, South Alabama, they were talking a lot of smack. Even while they were down 30 points, they're still talking smack for whatever yeah. reason. But you just got to be smarter than that. Yeah, I mean, it's just a knucklehead play. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah. there's, you know, there's really no explanation. Now, you know, I'm sure in his mind he was coming there trying to protect um, Myron Mitchell because it was, you know, they were kind of tussling with him on the ground or, you know, yeah. and, and, and he got up and there was talk and, and um, you just, but you, you're right. You got to be smarter. You can't let you, you can't let that get in your head. And, you know, I would imagine, I didn't talk to him, but I would imagine that, that he realized pretty quickly that, it was stupid what he did, and 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 I'm sure they're gonna remind him a lot that how stupid of what he did. You just you don't you don't do it, and and I'm sure again I'm sure in his mind he was trying to protect his teammate, um, but you just don't. I mean you just that's just not the way to do it, and and um, and it hurts your team. I mean you know you you um, you just don't you don't do things like that, and um, you know hopefully he'll learn from it. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's just all you can do at this point because because the only explanation you have is it was a knucklehead thing to do. I mean, that's the only thing that you can't really say anything else. I mean, is you can't, you know, again, I'm sure he thought he was, uh, and I'm sure he, I mean, I'm sure in his mind he was defending his teammate, but yeah, you just don't do that. I mean, yeah. you just, you know, you you just can't, and it, you know, you do things like that, and and it's, it it can cost you a game. I mean, and, and at some point, if it continues, it will cost you a game. I yes. mean, so, so you just got to get that under, you know, that kind of thing just, just can't happen. And, um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot of talk about it going over. There will be, you know, when, um, you know, they're doing their good, bad, and ugly film session or why they probably did it this morning. I know they did it at some point today, Yeah. Uh, but I think they usually do it in the morning and, uh, you know, I'm sure that was one of the. Either bad or ugly. I'm not sure where that goes, but maybe both. You know? <laughs> Probably both, yeah. Uh, well, speaking of ugly, uh, UAB uh, was penalized 11 times for 122 yards. So, you know, unfortunately, we saw that during the Miami game, too. So we still got to work on those penalties. Um, now, you know, Moultrie, um, when he uh, got called for targeting on that, which, you know, again, we talked about before, um, before we started recording, Steve, that, yes, it was targeting, but, and, you know, we're both for player safety, but come on now. What do you expect him to do when he's going into the quarterback already? I mean, I, I don't know. What do you, I don't know. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a huge, I mean, I, I, I like that. I love player safety and I'm just not a huge fan of the targeting. I, I mean, I, you know, yes, I think it was a correct call by the, by the way the rules written and, right. um, and it should have, you know, um, there's no complaints from a referee standpoint on that play, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I, um, I mean, I have a lot less problem with that. I would as a coach, uh, you know, I mean, the guy's trying to make a play and, and right. yeah, maybe he goes in a little lower, but you know, you go in a little lower and you remember last year against, uh, against Western Kentucky, uh, it was, I think it was Noah Wilder was blitzing and came in and hit, the West Kentucky quarterback around the basically around the waist, and mm-hmm. they 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 called him for hitting too low. They called roughing the passer hitting too low, and so it's like, where what do you, do you want them to do? You know, yeah. you, now they just I think they just flat blew that call. I mean I think the yeah. the call hitting too low is people diving in the quarterback's knees. Uh, right. But you know where do you hit them if you, if you can't if you can't wrap around his waist and and you, you can't hit him high. And again it was a good call. I mean there was no. 
by the way, by the way it's written, it was a good call. I just, I think it's, I don't know. I think it's, you know, guys just trying to make a play there. Exactly. Yeah. And I just, um, I think it was more unfortunate than, than anything, you know. Agreed. Well, I mean, we can go ahead and uh, start talking on the defense. Um, I felt the defense did a really good job other than those uh, two drives in the second quarter um, looked great. Um, and only giving up 10 points on the road um, against a pretty good offense, I think, um, for South Alabama, um, you know, as you mentioned earlier, um, I feel like uh, their their quarterback uh, Lovertich really didn't look comfortable at all at all last night. Um, I felt like we did a good job getting after him, um, staying in the backfield. Um, coverage was really good all night, um, other than that one touchdown pass. But um, but yeah, I felt the defense did a really good job. Um, Will Bowler, uh, five solo tackles in the evening, uh, seven total. Uh, had one tackle for loss. Uh, Noah Wilder had a big game um, with six total uh, tackles, three of those solo, and a sack and an interception. Um, defense looked really good last night, Steve. Um, yeah, um, but I was going to ask, um, any word on where Chris Mole or Grayson Cash um, were last night? Well, they they both missed the game. I you know I don't know they didn't you know announce reasons for it. Uh, yeah, Chris, Chris Mole was on the sideline, not in okay. uniform. Yeah, he was on the sideline, not in uniform. He has jersey on, but not you know not in uniform, and and um, was you know participating and cheering, and you know I mean he just but uh, so I, I'm not sure what what his issue was, but but he was there. Uh, I thought Luke Brazier. I thought um, Tyler Taylor. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought Noah Wilder stepped up without without Mole there too. I, you know, I thought they played pretty good at the linebacker spot. You know, especially with those three guys played played well. But and then Gracie Cash, uh, as far as I know, wasn't there, so I'm not sure what okay. you know. Uh, again, they you know they don't really make announcements on that, and it's really not, I understand. You know, yeah, but um, but I thought Demond Miller really played well at Gracie Cash's safety spot. I yes. thought you know he really. They didn't miss a beat. I mean, I thought he made. I think he made was probably credited with five. You know, maybe four or five tackles. But um, but I thought he did a great job of being in the right place. You know, didn't didn't make any any big bust. You know, didn't make any bad uh, reads or bad uh, you know angle take bad angles or anything. I, you know, I thought he really stepped up last night. You know, and he played the majority of the game at that spot. There was some. You know, Jalen Key came in and played some. Um, I don't remember if anybody else got back at the safety spot, but I thought I thought the safety play last night with Bowler and and Demon Miller was tremendous. I mean, I thought I thought it was Bowler's best game yes. uh, of, the, of the season, and um, and and I thought you know Demon Miller really stepped up, and so I mean I, I you know I don't know what what's happening with Grayson uh, going forward, but um, you know so I, I mean I'm not sure the reason he was out, but I think it was a big night. It was big to see. That that uh, you know they could step in. You know I thought the depth last night. Oh, you know with those two guys, you know, especially with those two guys missing, um, I thought the the depth started to show up a little bit last night as being quality. You know. Yes. And, and it was just, and I thought another guy that we didn't talk about when the offensive line. I thought another guy that played a key role last night that was fun to see was Kadeem Telford. You know. Yes. Uh, kind of on the depth theme here. I mean, he, you know, here's a guy who's you know started. His, college career at florida and he's you know he's probably the biggest guy in the field when he's out there he's yeah. six seven and 300 plus and and um you know really i think a lot of people expect him to maybe come in and win a starting job 
and and but to see him get a role and his role is you know being coming in with a heavy package and just blowing people away and pushing guy you know pushing Dwayne McBride yeah, at the end. That thought, was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was one of the biggest things about of the night seeing him play that role and and he's going you know I can can't imagine I mean I would imagine he's going to play that role moving forward. So it, it was great to see him get a role and that's kind of on the you know depth theme I was talking about with the with the defensive guys. It was that was one big thing that happened last night. I thought you saw some depth. Yes, definitely. Um, and I was going to bring that up, too, about uh, that late in the fourth quarter with McBride just carrying him into the end zone. That was awesome to see yeah. and just, yeah, <laughs> super awesome. Yeah. Um, now, on special teams, I felt, Steve, overall um, we had a good night. Um, how about Kyle Greenwell getting that fumble recovery? <laughs> that yeah, was awesome to that? see. Yeah, yeah. yeah getting, that, getting that field and, and getting there and make that, that was great, you know, and and, yes. uh, and it was a great play by Michael Fairbanks to, to, to knock the ball away, you know. You know, here's yes. – He's a defensive lineman. He's downfield too. You know, I mean, he's downfield on special teams. So, you know, I thought, yeah, I thought special teams was solid. The coverage was very good. I thought because I think South has got some guys that can hurt you in, in a return game. Yes. Um, in fact, I think Jalen Wayne was a, a, a preseason all all Sun Belt. Sun Belt, yeah. And they did a good job. They did a really good job last night. Now, I will say that there were um, two things that you know that stood out on special teams. Um, number one. Kyle Harrell running into the returner. Um, I, that was pretty bad, but I, you know, we talked earlier, Steve, I don't think it was as bad as, um, it looked. Um, I mean, if you're the returner, you got to make some type of hand signal saying for fair catch instead of just standing there. I mean, that is kind of confusing. I don't think, you know, we talked about this too, that I don't think Harold was trying to, uh, make a dirty play on the return man for uh, South Alabama on that hit. Um, but nonetheless, you can't do that. you got to play smarter than that. And number two on special teams, giving up that onside kick was pretty bad. Um, and re- really, the, the hitting the returner led to South Alabama scoring their 10 points. You know, on that drive, they scored the touchdown, and then they went for the onside kick and got another three points uh, to get those uh, 10 points. But other than that, I felt like special teams did a good job. Um, Quinn, you know, was perfect on his uh, extra points. So other than those two mistakes, I felt special teams look good. Yeah, and those are those are plays that are kind of um, why Coach Clark does the good, bad, and ugly stuff. Yeah. That's, that's where you learn. That's where you learn. You, you, okay, okay, you know, here's what happened in this play. They're not going to give up a, a – onside kick in that situation again the way they gave it up no so they, they're gonna learn from it and and it was a mistake but they're gonna learn from it and they're coached not to do that but a lot of times you get caught up in the game and you just you know you you know and and but but you do that in the good bad and ugly and then the kyle harrell thing i mean you know trey raglan was the one that was kind of t- you know, talking to me about it you know um on the ride home and you know he was you know he's he's a punter a former punter and he knows right. the punt game in and out and you know he was, you know he said he said the first thing he thought was, why didn't the guy signal for a fair catch? Yeah, you know, now, you, you, you know, you, you still can't do that, and it was unfortunate. I'm really, really glad the kid wasn't hurt because he could have gotten hurt bad on that play. Yes, but um, Kyle Harrell is not the type of player that's going to do a, something dirty. He's just mm-hmm. not. He's not. He's not built like that. But you know, you got to learn from him. And and but like like Trey said, you know, you got to signal a fair catch there because the gunner's coming down and really has no 
I mean, there's really not a lot of um, peripheral stuff they're doing. You know, they have one focus, right? And that's that's to get to that returner. And uh, if they don't see a fair catch, to to hit to hit the returner. You know, that's right. your that's your job. And he's faking the catch, and Kyle Harrell thinks he's timing it and going to make this you know great play. And the, but the ball's not there, but you don't have time to stop and look. And I wonder where the ball is. You don't no. have time to do that. And yes, it was unfortunate. Yes, it was definitely a penalty. I wouldn't, I wouldn't complain if they threw him out. Yeah. Because, but I don't, it was certainly wasn't intentional. It wasn't what, you know, some, I've seen some South Alabama people talking about how dirty it was and stuff. Oh, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it was just, a, it was a mistake. Right. But, but it was also, um, explainable mistake if you, if there, you know, if there's, if there's such a thing, you know, that they just. No, well, too, and, 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 you know, you go back, Steve, I think it was, was it last year or two years ago with the North Texas Arkansas punt? Remember when he faked? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if that happens, too. So, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. So, yeah, it, it's it was. It, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a mistake. It was kind of like in, in, my, in my eyes, it's kind of like the an, Antonio Moultrie thing. It's a mistake made at 100 miles an hour. Right. You know, it's a mistake made in the. In the Heat of the moment at full speed. You know, yeah. it, there's no premeditated stuff to, to a mistake like that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, there's not. And, you know, but again, you learn from it and um, he won't do it the next time. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I can forgive that in the Moultrie, but going back to the Rob Johnson thing, now that's, that's well, got to yeah. be corrected. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Good, good to get a get get another W over an in-state team. Um, you know, looking really good on national television. Uh, it's got to help with recruiting, Steve. Um, so just really good to get the victory over those South Alabama Jaguars, forty-two to ten. Um, now, before we wrap up, I will say this isn't UAB related, but Steve, I'm tired of seeing these onside kicks coming from a Falcons fan here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. hopefully uh, we won't see any more onside kicks unless it's um, going our way. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Now, Did now, I miss- don't, don't forget Dwayne McBride. Oh, yes. McBride. Oh, my goodness. That I'm me, so excited seeing oh. him in that fourth quarter, man. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. You know, and I had heard that he I heard he had a great camp and I heard they loved him. And, you know, I heard he was probably going to get, you know, some carries here and there. You know, it's so crowded, so hard to, to get the carries. Um, I didn't know he was that good. I mean, Ooh. my goodness. I mean, he, you know, this guy's 225 pounds. Uh, he'll run through you, he'll run you know, away from you. I think it's a situation, and I said this on air last night, I think it's a situation like Jermaine Brown was last year. You know, you, mm-hmm. you give him a chance and a little mop-up roll here, uh, you give him a chance to get his feet wet, give him the, you know, give him the football, and then you watch him and go, wait a minute. <laughs> we're we're going to have to play this kid. Exactly. You know, we're going to get this kid in rotation. So I think, I think he's going to have a role from, from here on out. Now, you know, obviously he's, you know, obviously it's Spencer's show first. Of course. And, you know, you got to include Jermaine. You got to include Lucius. Stanley, yeah. Yeah, you got to include those guys in there. But I think what we saw last night is, um, you know, this this is a guy. I mean, imagine imagine trying to tackle uh, Spencer Brown all game, and <laughs> you get in the fourth quarter and you're tired. Uh, here and, comes this guy. No. Nope. <laughs> here comes this cat in there who's uh-uh. 225 pounds and Oof. just running through you. And then you got Lucius who's fresh too. Yeah. I mean, I just think that I just think what we saw last night, 
And I know it's in a late game mop up role, but you know, South Alabama have most of their starters still in, but they're yeah. tired. They're tired. And, but uh, what we saw, I mean, this guy's moving forward. He's going to have a role. I mean, and uh, he's, I mean, his future, boy, his future's bright now. And, and, uh, you know, and the great thing about him is you, with, with the, the way it's set up this year, is you don't have to limit him to four games. No, he can play yeah. every game now. Yeah, I That's mean, he can right. play every, every game now, and then he starts next year as a freshman, or you yes. know, he, he comes back next year as a freshman. Uh, so that's that's this is a great year for that. Have, you know, have that dilemma of whether you play him or not. You know, there's no dilemma. You play him. Yes. And he's going to have a role. And my goodness, was he, I didn't expect him to be that good. And I'd heard, no. like I said, I'd heard several people within the program tell me how good he was. And um, but my goodness, I didn't expect right away to you know to see that. I mean, it was, uh, you know, and even his mistake was great. You know, his mistake oh, yeah. in the outside. He even had he the president at least put his, at least put his hand down the ground. Like he was just, you know, <laughs> he, he did a pretty good job of faking it. And obviously he wasn't going to get away with it, but no, uh, but I mean, I just, he was one to me was one of the most exciting things about the night, you know, just cause yes. I think, okay, well, here's another weapon, you know, here, yes. here, here's another guy. And, and, um, you know, that keeps, Spencer, Fred, you know, that's that's the one thing that's great about Spencer right now is he's still fresh. Yes. And you got this crowded backfield now. He can stay fresh. You know, I mean, he, he can – you don't have to you don't have to run him 30 – there's going to be games where you might run him 30 times a game because that's what you need to do to win, but you don't have to. Right. You know, there's been, there's been years, you know, particularly his first two years, you kind of had to run him 30 times a game if you wanted to win the game. Exactly. Uh, but here, you know, heck, he can get 18, 19, 16 carries, uh, 20 carries, and, and have a huge impact of the game, and he's going to be fresh coming out of it. Exactly. And just good for uh, McBride, you know, having those six carries for 64 yards and scoring that touchdown late in the fourth quarter. Um, and, you know, don't forget about Jermaine Brown, you know, that shiftiness of him and speed. Oh, yeah. um, so, you know, you've got your whore, you've got your uh, power backs and you've got Brown uh, Jr., uh, Jermaine Brown Jr. in there, too, for the speed. So it just speaks back to that depth. Um, you know, we talked about the depth on uh, um, defense earlier, Steve, but, the you know, the depth on offense is really good, too. Um, mm -hmm. So just wow. Yeah, that that got me really excited uh, seeing McBride run um, late in the fourth quarter. Um, just really got me excited looking um, to the future um, for this program. And. You know, he's a guy too that we don't, you know, you kind of, because because you know he wasn't from around here necessarily, so you know you knew he, he had twenty one offers coming out of high school. Wow! And and so here's he here's a guy that was highly recruited. You know, he wasn't a guy that they just you know, you know had two offers and you you happen to get him or a guy like Jermaine Brown who really nobody offered and you just you know, evaluated him right. I mean, this guy had twenty one offers coming out of high school, so. Um, you know, he, he, he's, he's a guy now. He's a guy. Yeah. Yes. Well, all right, Steve, did I miss anything else? Anything else we want to hit on before we wrap this, uh, recap episode up? Oh, I think we covered it pretty good. I think I can't think of anything else. Well, good. Well, UAB's next opponent is those UTSA Roadrunners who actually play tonight, Friday night, um, on CBS Sports Network. They'll play a really bad middle Tennessee squad. Um, at 7 p.m. Central Time on CBS Sports Network. So, Blazer fans, keep your eye on that game tonight. And we'll be back uh, in a few days to do our UTSA preview, and we might even have a special guest lined up 
Um, but if you guys can uh, help us spread the word by letting uh, fellow UAB fans know about our podcast, it can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Podbean, a lot of different ways to find our podcast. But make sure you give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, definitely give us a follow on Twitter at uh, BlazerPod. And on that note, you guys have a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Go Blazers!